It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As the 2020 season rages on, the Locked On Reds podcast will be here each and every day to detail each win, each loss, and every transaction as the Reds look to move toward a playoff berth. My name is Jeff Carr. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, we're going to talk about the weekend that was for the Cincinnati Reds in the gateway city of St. Louis. They won a series, by the way. We're going to get into all that here in just a minute. But before we do, make sure that you are subscribed on whatever podcast platform you're currently listening to and follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Lockdown Reds on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. All right, so let's jump in. Oh, I, and before we do that, Lockdown Reds line as well, 513-549-0159. Make sure to get in your questions, your comments, your reactions. Do you think they're still... A chance. Well, we'll get into that here in just a minute when I'm thinking about that. But first, let's start off with what it was. The Reds take two out of three from the Cardinals in St. Louis. Yeah, the Reds really like three-game series more than they like four-game series. Something about getting two wins and then just wanting to leave a town. I don't know what it is. But when you look at how this series went, it was a totally complete performance on the two wins and then that one loss is still where we have some concerns. Let's jump into the first game, though. On Friday night, Luis Castillo twirled a gem. First complete game in a nine-inning contest for the Reds since Scott Feldman back in 2017. Scott Feldman was your most recent complete game pitcher for the Reds. Yeah, that's disheartening a little bit. I mean, it's a guy that you really don't ever want to remember pitching for the Reds, and here he was that we can stop talking about him being the last guy to pitch a complete game as Luis Castillo La Piedra went the distance on Friday as the Reds won 3-1. to one. Castillo was absolutely on fire. In those nine innings, he gave up two hits, three walks, and had six strikeouts. 
just a great day overall for him. And then also on the day as well, Joseph Daniel Votto with the hardest hit ball, according to StatCast, this season for the Reds. And it was a monster two-run home run in the first inning that really was all the Reds needed. Now, they did tack on an insurance run in the third, but overall, just a nice day at the ballpark for the Cincinnati Reds. Then on Saturday, that was a bit of a uh, disappointing game. They didn't do a whole lot. In fact, their only run that they scored came on a fielder's choice, and they lost 7-1. But then Sunday, they put it all back together. And we had our pivotal play of the weekend on Sunday. The pivotal play of the game. That's made all the difference in this inning. Ball gets away from Molina. Here comes a run to the plate. The Reds have the lead. A rarity that the ball gets past Yadier Molina. Had to pick the play in which the ball gets by Yadier Molina because of all the good things that Yadier Molina has done in his career. All right, whatever, I'm just kidding. That was a sweet feeling. The Reds take the lead, and the bullpen from then on out holds it down. Archie Bradley with two solid scoreless innings, and Rysel Iglesias as well, nailing down the two-inning, six-out save. He came in whenever the Reds were up by three, and then they tacked on a couple more thanks to an Aristides Aquino two-run bomb. Nice to see the Punisher back at it. Might sneak into our players of the weekend. Who knows? We'll see about that here in just a minute. But overall, it was a great day as the Reds put together a very, very, very nice game. Uh, All in all, they went through all nine frames on the batting side without going in order. Okay, I said that really weirdly. Basically, there was never an inning where the Reds lineup went one, two, three. That's nice to say, considering this team has done that so very often this year. They've had some games where their lineup just disappears. That did not happen on Sunday. And in fact, the only two guys in the lineup that did not get a hit, Mike Moustakis and Freddie Galvis, both had walks, both had either a run scored or an RBI. In fact, Galvis had an RBI walk that tied the game. That was a crazy seventh inning for the Reds. But overall... The last four innings, in the sixth, they scored one. In the seventh, they scored three. In the eighth, they scored one solo shot by Gino. And the Punisher with the two-run home run in the ninth inning. It was nice to see the way that they did that. And like I mentioned, the bullpen, so okay, you had Robert Stevenson come in to relieve Tyler Malley, who had kind of a rough outing, unfortunately. Now, hey, I mean, hey, he had an amazing outing his last time out, but two and two-thirds in this one, four hits allowed, four walks. He had 77 pitches before even getting out of the third inning, so you know that was a rough day at the office for Tyler Malley. Robert Stevenson came in. He gave up a couple of walks in a run, and then Nate Jones came in after Stevenson and gave up a bunch of hits and only one run, which was nice to see that he limited the damage to just one. Stevenson's ERA currently sitting at nine. That's in limited playing time, obviously, because of injury. Nate Jones, ERA, still at 6.3. feel like it's been above 6 all year. I feel like we should probably look at moving on from Nate Jones, but that's just me. Then Archie Bradley comes in and does what he was traded for to do. 
a perfect two innings with one strikeout. And then Iglesias, aside from a walk in the ninth inning, he had a uh, spotless effort as well to get the save. So overall, very nice day. The Reds take the series, something they needed to do. Let's get the three stars of the weekend real fast. The Reds' three stars. Number one. Got to start with Gino. Five for 13 with a homer and three RBIs. Looks like he's starting to heat up there in the middle of the order. A little bit late in the season. Number two. Joey Votto had a hit in each of the three games. Three for 12 with a couple of walks, a home run, and three RBIs as well. Number three. Gonna give it to Luis Castillo for that complete game. Absolutely amazing performance. The Cardinals looked as if they could not touch him on Friday night. A huge performance to set the tone for the weekend for the Reds. And also an honorable mention goes to the three relievers that combined for six innings of shutout baseball. Just one hit and two walks allowed compared to six strikeouts, and that is the tandem of, or the, not tandem, that's the wrong word, the trio of Rysel Iglesias, Archie Bradley, and Jose De Leon. That's right, on the Saturday blowout in which the Cardinals just kind of demoralized the Reds at 7-1, to one, Jose De Leon finished out the game on the mound for the Red Legs, two innings of scoreless ball, on a night where everyone else was giving up runs. So give some props to him. Yeah, I know his ERA is like 18, and we're not going to be pitching him in high-leverage situations, but that's nice to see. Real quick, too, before I want to get back to talking about where this leaves the Reds, uh, Alec Mills for the Cubs pitched a no-hitter last night. That's right, Alec Mills. Remember that guy that every time the Reds seemed to face him, his ERA was like over five, and then the last time he pitched against the Reds, he absolutely shut them down. It looks like he's kind of figuring it out on the mound, a nice performance for him and the Cubs. Just something of note, though, as he is a guy that we kind of had pegged as a, oh my gosh, who cares, the Reds should kill this guy. He's actually not that bad at pitching. All right, so we're going to jump into where this leaves the Reds moving forward in just a minute. But before I do, reach for a great snack. Do you have one next to you? Because if you've got Built Bar next to you, you've got an amazing snack. Tastes like a candy bar, but it's as healthy as a protein bar. I'm talking about four grams of carbs and four grams of sugar compared to oodles of protein. In some cases, 13 grams of protein in one bar and it's light it's fluffy sweet and it's a great snack if you're doing a diet like keto or weight watchers it fits perfectly in there as well and they've got all the flavors that you can think of if you're a Reese cup guy they got chocolate and peanut butter if you're a gal who likes her some coconut they got lots of coconut flavors including chocolate coconut german chocolate cake all that good stuff also Cookies and cream just got added to the menu. So what are you waiting for? Go over to BuiltBar.com and type in the promo code Locked On to get $10 off your next order of amazingly nutritious and specifically delicious Built Bar. That's BuiltBar.com with the promo code Locked On for $10 off your next order. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, so the Reds did exactly what they needed to do, and they won the Cardinals series. Now, we all would have loved it if they swept them, but at least taking two out of three keeps them hanging on by a thread when it comes to these playoff hopes that we all have for them because they're only a couple of games out of the wild card. They're only two and a half behind the Cardinals. Let's start with the wild card first, though, because depending on how this game fills out, the Giants and Padres are finishing up the second half of a doubleheader. They're currently, as I'm recording this, in the middle of the fourth inning, and they're tied at one apiece. So we're rooting for the Padres here because if the Giants lose, then the Reds are officially just two games back of a wild card spot. And then whenever you look at the Cardinals moving forward, the Cardinals are an interesting case because the Reds have 13 games left, and the Cardinals have played a good seven games fewer than the Reds. Now, they're not going to make up all 60, but by the time they're done, you know, fingers crossed that no postponements happen or no delays, anything like that, because they don't have any room for error on this, but they've got 18 games left Do the Cardinals, nine of which are going to happen this week, five of which are going to happen in the next three days. They've got a five-game series against the Brewers, a doubleheader on Monday, one game on Tuesday, and a doubleheader on Wednesday. So the Reds will definitely be keeping, and we'll all be keeping, a close eye on the scoreboard there to see how the Brewers and Cardinals series shakes out. Then the Cardinals turn right around, no off day in between, and they play Pittsburgh for four days. So that'll be an interesting thing to see if Pittsburgh can play spoiler. Hopefully the Reds do their due diligence and beat up on the Pirates here these next couple of games, and then the Pirates take out their frustration on the Cardinals. I don't know. I'm just being hopeful there to see what happens because, as we all know, the season has definitely been a roller coaster for the Reds. Would I love to see them make the playoffs? Yes. Hopefully not to just get swept in the first round. They definitely have some talent to make some noise, but it it, it seems like they haven't quite put a consistent performance together with them doing two really good games out of three against St. Louis. That kind of gives me a little bit of hope. Now we've got to see what they do against the pirates. I'm still kind of keeping my optimism guarded. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think they're going to sneak on in as of right now, but we're still waiting. We're still not out of this yet and it may be a situation where the Reds are not mathematically eliminated until the very last day of the season so this could be one of those things where we just keep flip-flopping keep seesawing good bad good bad now don't go crazy and every time they win put them in the playoffs and put them in the World Series but then every time they lose it's oh it's time to blow it up can't do that number one it'll drive you nuts and in life the one thing that I don't want to be is nuts. I don't mind being crazy. I don't mind being weird. But if I'm nuts, I got a problem. So I don't want to do that. I want to be 
a little bit less than nuts on this because I love my Reds. I definitely want to see them win. And I know that we had this whole thing where I'm like, yeah, they're done. We got to start looking for the future. And I kind of want to keep my eye toward the future. I'm happy with what we've seen from some guys on this team here over the last week, week and a half. But at the same token, as much as we want to just say it's one or the other, this is not a black and white situation. This is not a thing where, okay, the next loss is going to eliminate them from this because, like I said, it's not as if they're four games out. It's not as if they're like, you know, three and a half. They're like right on the edge where you're like, okay, they absolutely have to have this long winning streak to even think about it. They're only two and a half games out from the Cardinals, and they're only two games out from the wild card. So a good series with the Brewers and Cardinals and then a really good series with the Pirates and Cardinals coupled with Reds wins, the Reds definitely have to win for this to matter, could put them back into the playoffs. And boy, what a story that would be. Because this win in St. Louis was the first series win since the beginning of August in this season. That's a long time to go without a series win, and to still be in playoff contention definitely speaks to the whole shortened season and how the parity was going to be created just for the fact that there were so few games, so little time for teams to create separation. And then you look at the fact that the Cardinals have played less games. That's another reason why there's no separation between the Cardinals and the Reds hardly at all. These, this next week for the Cardinals is going to be super busy, and if it goes against them, it's definitely going to be good for the Reds, so long as they win. So real quick, let's talk about this game, or day one here, against the Pirates. Because the Reds are going to be busy, too, at least for these next couple of days. They've got a four-game series against the Pirates that they're going to play in three days here at Great American Ballpark. A doubleheader today with Trevor Bauer starting off the doubleheader at 4.10 p.m., Talk about a dude who loves pitching in seven-inning contests. Trevor Bauer's like at the top of that list. And then Anthony DiSclefani will pitch in game two. He's really got to bounce back. His ERA has ballooned to 7.2. It's not that bad. Now, I know that early on we were talking about he might be the Reds' third best pitcher or something like that, and then he kind of blew up from there, and now people are just like, well, why is he even on the rotation? All right, look, and again, that's like way high and way low. You're going to drive yourself nuts with that kind of thinking but I do want to see him improve a little bit. On the mound for the Pirates in Game 1 is TBD, and on the mound in the Pirates for Game 2 is, you guessed it, TBD. So we'll see exactly who pitches for the Pirates. Will it be a position player? Will it be their manager? Will it be someone who has the designation of pitcher? We'll find out a little bit later on today. And then the Reds and Pirates will finish up the series with two games, or, or one game on Tuesday, one game on Wednesday, both beginning at 6.40. Oddly enough, there is a probable pitcher for the Pirates on Tuesday, and that's Joe Musgrove. The Reds will be sending up TBD on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, we'll see a mound matchup of JT Brubaker for the Pirates against TBD for the Reds. We'll keep you updated on the probable pitchers the next couple of days here on the podcast. See how the Reds shake out the rotation from here, obviously, Castillo is going to be probably in there, I bet, on Wednesday. And most likely, we'll see Sonny Gray on Tuesday. I think it's weird, though, that those are left kind of TBD blank. I wonder if that's for a reason. Maybe they just haven't filled them in. We'll talk about that tomorrow.
on the podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a win. And get your Locked On Reds line stuff in for another Jeff's Junk Mail segment. Questions, comments, reactions, whatever you've got, send them in to the line on 513-549-0159 or on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs or at Locked On Reds as well. Lots of ways to get in touch with me for for the Jeff's Junk Mail segment. But that'll do it for us here on this Monday. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you don't miss any future episodes and go back and check out some that you may have missed. Now tell your smart device to play Locked On Major League Baseball, and I will talk to all of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.